Want to hit the rumor mill? Sabres are linked to a star defenseman in the NHL. We'll talk about it, what it will cost, how the player would fit in, and whether or not this is just an overall good idea for the Buffalo Sabres. That is upcoming here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel. So be sure to check out check us out on YouTube, Locked On Sabres, where you can uh, watch the show. Uh, Jody Biasi here on the show today. We've got a trade episode of the show today. Not a trade that has happened, but a trade that could happen. A trade the Sabres have been linked to and a player that I think is really interesting uh, of an idea for the Sabres and whether or not they would do it. We will see. Uh, at Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter. At Locked on Sabres to follow the podcast account. And we uh, always are looking forward to our fans getting connected with the show, uh, whether that be on Twitter or comment section of our YouTube channel. Keep it clean out there, everybody. Uh, today's YouTube question goes to Mark Skarupa on YouTube. He says, would you still trade Cousins, Paterka, and a number one for Jason Robertson? That was the trade I made up before the season for Dell Stars star uh, Jason Robertson when he was being rumored to be available. He, of course, now is not, and he is a superstar, and he is off and running. I think I saw his stats the other day. Uh, he's over a point a game. I know that he might even be over a goal a game. Uh, no close to it though. 19 goals, 17 assists, 36 points in 23 games played for Dallas. So yeah, I would because Jason Robertson is just that amazing, but that is not the name where, by the way, we're going to talk about trade wise today. Um, but Robertson's not available anymore. Uh, He's too good. He's back in Dallas. There's no reason to think they would trade him. They never really should have traded him. It was kind of stunning that his name was out there in the first place. Uh, So, but I would trade Paterka Cousins in a number one for him. Absolutely. The name we are going to talk about today on the Lockdown Sabres podcast is Arizona Coyotes defenseman Jacob Chikrin. Chikrin has been linked to the Sabres with a couple of different rumors. We had Lance Lysowski of the Buffalo News uh, report that the Sabres have been talking with the Coyotes about Chikrin. And also, uh, Jeff Merrick from Sportsnet called the Sabres a dark horse. He's heard the Sabres are a dark horse candidate to acquire Jacob Chikrin uh, of the Arizona Coyotes. So we'll go over what kind of fit Chikrin is in, what the contract looks like, what the trade would cost, um, and all that needs to be known about this player and this idea if you are not super familiar uh, with the Coyotes. As Finn joins the show, for those watching on YouTube, Finn just wants to participate, uh, I guess. Uh, Didn't need to do that for the listeners, so sorry about that. But just stunned me out of the corner of my eye. Um, So if I seem spooked, that was why. Uh, Anyways, Jacob Chikrin, when you look at his contract on Cap Friendly, uh, we have a pretty manageable contract for the Coyotes defenseman. He has... Three years left, including this season, at $4.6 million per year. Now, he has a modified no-trade clause that kicks in in 2023-24, so next season uh, and the year after. He has two years of a modified no-trade clause. That is when the player will submit a 10-team no-trade list. So if the Sabres want to do this deal, 
they have to do it now because you should assume if you're the Buffalo Sabres that you are going to be on everybody's no trade list. So Chikrin currently available uh, at $4.6 million. The cap works beautifully. We're talking about a 6'5 defenseman. He is 24 years old, so the contract will expire uh, at age 26. So still in age range for another big extension. He is a left shot defenseman. And that we'll talk about the fit a little bit because that makes it a little bit hairy if the Sabres were to were to acquire him. But he fits for cap purposes. Not that the Sabres are near the cap, but if they ever get near the cap, four point six million dollars for a defenseman of his caliber is very solid. Uh, six foot five. It works for the physical nature that some fans might want to see the Sabres possess. Um, they are not the meanest team in the world. I don't really need to see them be the meanest team in the world, but Chikrin would help them on that front. Also, he is a good skater. He is a good puck mover. He's just a good overall all-around defenseman. He is offensive uh, enough for the position. He, in fact, scored 18 goals for the Coyotes two years ago, and that was only playing 56 games. So over a 20-goal pace uh, two years ago, uh, playing only 56 games. 18 goals, 41 points. Last year for the Coyotes in 47 games played, 7 goals, 14 assists for 21 points. He is an offensive defenseman. He has averaged over 20 minutes a night every year of his career, except his rookie season when he was an 18-year-old for the Coyotes. He's one of those guys that jumped right in to the NHL uh, at age 18 in his draft year. And that was with being a 16th overall pick, by the way. A lot of times you will see rookies jump right from the draft to the NHL when they're picked first, second, or third. Chikrin was picked 16th. That's a lot later than you normally see that, but he was so physical right away. I remember actually way back, like I remember in college, I used to be a subscriber to the hockey news, um, like the, the the magazine edition. I don't get the paper magazines anymore, but I used to. And I would bring them to school and I would read them during my breaks between classes. And I remember one issue where Chikrin was on the cover. And this was before maybe he was even at the OHL level. It was about him being the next generational prospect because I should have double-checked this before I I got the show rolling. I think he's one of those guys that got exceptional status, like McDavid and Tavares and Gretzky back in the day. Sean Day actually is another one. Um, One of those underage guys that got permission to play in the OHL before uh, he was eligible. Uh, I don't have, I just Google searched it and I didn't see it. Um, Yeah, I I didn't see it come right up. So maybe that's wrong. Maybe he didn't get exceptional status, but either way, I remember being on the cover of the hockey news as this is the next big thing. And this kid is a freak athlete already. He's huge at 15 years old. Um, He was mature beyond his years as a teenager. And it's part of the reason why he was able to jump right into the NHL, which means he's already got 341 games of experience. So that part of it helps uh, for the Sabres as well. If you're trying to help out an Owen power, you're trying to help out any of their young defensemen uh, along the way. I mentioned offensive watching his game. He's deceptively quick, especially with his hands. He has very good hands. He can stick handle. He can make moves on guys. And that is not traditionally what you'll see out of a six foot five physical defenseman, but he can move, he can skate with the puck and he's got a very big shot. And that allowed him to score 18 goals a couple of years ago, by the way, scored 12 the year before that. So it's not like that was a complete flash in the pan. Um, So 
he's got all the tools you need, but he is a better defenseman with all those tools than, for instance, Erasmus Ristolainen, someone that did have all the physical tools but never really seemed to put it together. Ristolainen really lacking that hockey IQ that it took to be a top-pair defenseman and log 23 minutes a night the way Chikrin has and Ristolainen has. Chikrin, much better in that department. Uh, does not make dumb plays in his own end. Does not really feel pressure the same way that Ristolainen would. So he feels like a tools guy on the blue line while possessing enough of the mental capabilities um, to really to to turn that into um, the type of results that you need uh, playing in the top four for uh, whoever he may be playing for, whether that's the Coyotes going forward, maybe the Sabres or somebody else that jumps into the mix. The Islanders, by the way, have been rumored to be in his services. The Blue Jackets have been rumored to be in his services as well. Some of the advanced numbers, Chikrin is good in these departments. Uh, This season, it's only four games played, but a 48% expected goals for rate. Last year, it took a dip. Last year was at 45% after the year before being at 51%, which is easily the best year. Uh, Actually, I shouldn't say that. Not the best year of his career. He did a 52% in 2018, 19, 49% uh, in the year in between 1920. So a good defenseman when you look at the analytical numbers. Um, Corsi, four percentage, just a dip below 50%. But remember, this guy has been playing on the worst team in hockey for the last five years. And that will damage his results. Uh, but given his situation, his numbers actually look better than you might think. So uh, that's kind of the scope of what Jacob Chikrin is. We'll take a timeout here, and when we come back, one, how he fits in to the Sabres' blue line if they were to trade for him, and two, what does Chikrin cost to get, and what should the Sabres be willing to offer in order to get this player from the Arizona Coyotes? That is coming up here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer. You've got the FIFA World Cup going on right now. A lot of good prop bets on the World Cup. Esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those as well at BetOnline.net. In fact, BetOnline, I should have checked this before I got rolling as well. Um, really dropping the ball today. They might actually even have Jacob Chikrin odds. Um, let's see. They do not. That might be something. They provide those a lot, though, where you'll see a, a player mentioned in trade rumors, and then Bet Online will come right to the forefront with this is the odds of him to go in different places. They did that with Jack Eichel uh, last year when he was available. So a lot of odds that are available for you over at Bet Online. You can look up the Calder Trophy odds right now that are available to you. J.J. Paterka, Jack Quinn, and Owen Power all at plus 2,000 to win the award. You can look at... You know, the Rocket Richard uh, trophy. That's probably the other one the Sabres would be interested in right now. And Tage Thompson is still at plus 2,500, despite the fact that he is hanging around in that race. Head over to betonline.net. They are the number one place for all your sports betting information. Bet online, where the game starts. Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked on Sabres podcast with my dog, Finn, who's still hanging out enjoying the show, uh, has not wanted to chime in yet. Well, if you hear a bark, uh, I'll translate for you. The Sabres are rumored to be interested in Coyotes defenseman Jacob Chikrin. Two more questions to tackle. How does he fit and what would it cost? Let's start with how does he fit? If the Sabres were to do this trade, he's a left shot defenseman. 
it would be really weird if the Sabres had their best four defensemen all be left-shot defensemen. Darlene is a left-shot defenseman. Matias Samuelson is left-shot. Owen Power is left-shot. And Chikrin is left-shot. Little bit exaggerated, though, because Rasmus Darlene does play on the right. So he really should count as a right-shot defenseman. But you would have to decide how you are going to manage Chikrin entering into your blue line. And that is where a conversation between Kevin Adams and Don Renato would have to be had and how you're going to utilize this player, how you're going to deploy him in your lineup to make sure that he's still getting enough minutes because there are a couple of different options Granato could go with if the Sabres were to make this trade. Option one is to put Jacob Chikrin on a pairing with Owen Power. They are not splitting up Matias Samuelson and Rasmus Dahlin. I cannot believe that, and it's not a good idea anyway. Dahlin and Samuelson, they should be conjoined. The second pairing, Owen Power's been playing with Henry Okiharyu. Chikrin is, would, would be one of the Sabres' best four defensemen. Easily. Easily a better defenseman than Henry Okiharyu. It's not even close. So, you could deploy two super pairs, right? Two great pairs that will never get controlled on the ice. And that might sound good in theory. One, though. Either Power or Chikorin would have to move to the right side. That might be easy for one of them. I don't know, though, that either one can do it. It's one of those things where there are some defensemen around the league that, oh, yeah, I'll move to the right side, and they're completely fine. They're the same player, same impact. There are other defensemen. I used to remember Cody Franzen uh, with the Sabres. When he was asked to move from the right side to the left on his offhand, and he just could not do it at all. Some defensemen just can't. Power and Chikrin seem like talented enough players to where one would be able to do it, but that's an unknown. That would be something where scouts could tell you that the Sabres would have people in their building that could answer that question for Don Granado and Kevin Adams of whether or not one of those guys could play on the right side. I'm not sure it matters, though. The best option might be you split all three up, and that might sound unappealing because in because somebody, it's not going to be Darlene, Power or Chikrin, who you would have traded these assets for, would be relegated to the third pair. And in the NHL, the third pair typically means 15 to 18 minutes a night. Not a lot of minutes, not a lot of special team minutes, just not going to be utilized a whole lot. The Sabres might be in a position there where they could split it up very evenly. And here's some stats to back up that being a good idea of bringing Chikrin in and putting him on a completely different pairing. Because actually, if you look up Owen Power right now, Owen Power has been a dominant defenseman analytically when it comes to possession numbers, when it comes to shot share. Owen Power has been a great defenseman for the Buffalo Sabres so far, almost regardless of who his defense partner has been. That includes Kale Clegg, who should not have ever played for the Sabres, but had to because of all the injuries that they sustain. Power this year is at a 52.6% expected goals for rate at 5-on-5, five five, which is an incredible mark for a 19-year-old defenseman. And if you look at the teammates that he has played with, Henry Okiharyu, his most common teammate, expected goals for uh, with... Uh, excuse me, expected goals for with Owen Power. There it is. We're talking uh, uh, 50.7% with Yoki Haru. That is pretty darn good. With 
Uh, who else is on? Yoki Hari, by the way, easily the most played defenseman that he has played with. Uh, with Rasmus Dahlin, I don't love that, but with Dahlin, he's at 57%. Uh, Dahlin actually plays a little bit better without power, which is the reason why they should really never be together. Uh, Kel Clegg, where the heck is Kel Clegg? Because I know they played a ton of minutes together, but I am not seeing him... Uh, on the list here. You know why? Because I am looking at last year's numbers. Okay, here we go. Updated numbers for Owen Power. Expected goals for uh, this season with certain teammates. Uh, with Henry Yoki Haru, he has played a hundred and exactly one hundred minutes. A hundred minutes with Henry Yoki Haru. His expected goals for with Henry Yoki Haru is. so about the same, really strong. Uh, His time with Rasmus Dahlin, 47.8%. They should definitely be apart. Still a good mark, though. Uh, Kel Clegg, here it is. With Kel Clegg, 62%. Holy cow. Power's been good. You don't really need, it seems, a Jacob Chikrin on his other pair. He's managing just fine. The third pair has been the problem for the Sabres defensively. If you look at their just goal scored, when they have either Rasmus Dahlin or Owen Power on the ice at five on five, Sabres are outscoring their opponents 48 to 20. And when Power or Dahlin are not on the ice, the Sabres are being outscored 20 to nine. That is where the Sabres need to improve. When it's not a lot of time, right? It might be 15 minutes a game, but the minutes that Power or Dahlin are not on the ice need to improve in a big way because they are getting outscored up more than two to one when that is the case. Chikrin on a third pair, you know, on paper, a third pair could alleviate some of the minutes from Darlene and power, which I guess could be a good thing and would make it so that the Sabres never have a bad pair on the ice. Chikrin could run his own pair. Power could run his own pair and Darlene and Samuelson will have their pair. And that might be the way that Granada would want to go about it. Now, You'd have to split that up, right? Right now, if you look at the Sabre stats on the season, uh, in terms of minutes, uh, Dahlin and Power, they do lead the way. They are number one and number two on the Sabres in minutes. Dahlin at 26 minutes and six seconds. Power at 23 minutes and 35 seconds. You bring in Chikrin, and maybe suddenly Dahlin, instead of playing 26 minutes a night, is playing 23 minutes a night. And Power, instead of playing almost 24 minutes a night, maybe plays 20. And Chikrin gets to 19 or 20. So you have Dahlin playing a little bit more and the other two are playing around 20 minutes a night. I think the math should be able to work out in that favor. And then, you know, you don't have to do that the whole game. If you're down one late, or you could just do this no matter what the score is, late in games, you could just go to four defensemen, put Chikrin up with power, or put power around with Dahlin and Samuel, some Chikrin, whatever you want to do, just play four defensemen. So I think it would fit, even though it doesn't feel like right on paper it would fit. Oh, he's got to go on the third pair, or oh, somebody's got to go on the right side. I think, especially with Don Granado, they would execute his presence on the blue line the right way, and there are a couple of different ways they would be able to do that. What it would cost for Jacob Chikrin. We'll tackle that when we come back here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first listen. When you're done with us, be sure to make your second listen. Locked On Sports Today. Biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your 
podcasts. We're, deba- we're debating Jacob Chikrin as a trade idea on today's show. The Sabres played the Red Wings on Wednesday night. We are recording the show just a couple hours before the game. Uh, so not much of a preview of the game. Imagining most people listening to this will be listening on Thursday morning after the game has already taken place. Good time for a trade episode. All right. What would it cost for the Sabres to acquire Jacob Chikrin? My inclination, just knowing the player, knowing what the Coyotes have done in the past, and what the Sabres have to offer. And what they have to offer is a lot of picks and a lot of prospects. That may be more importantly than the picks. The Sabres have one first-round pick coming up. They have three second-round picks. They have their own second-round pick. They have the Flyers' second-round pick, and they have the Golden Knights' second-round pick. I don't think, though, you're getting him for for you you got to put a first. You got to put a first in this trade. I do not think you're getting Jacob Chikrin without a first round pick being in the trade. But here's the thing: Connor Bedard is in this year's NHL draft. And you don't know if you don't know who Connor Bedard is. He is maybe not the next. He's not the next McDavid, but he's a prospect that is on the level of an Austin Matthews. And maybe I'm not even giving enough credit. Maybe he is close to McDavid in terms of the caliber of prospect that he is. You cannot make it possible that you trade away the pick that becomes Connor Bedard. I'm not saying the Sabres should be tanking. I don't want them to be tanking. But if they finish 10th from the bottom and have a 2% chance to win the lottery, then, although I always forget the lottery rules, they might have changed that. You just cannot trade any pick that could become number one overall at all. You have to make it conditional. Make it conditional, top three, top five, whatever it is. Make it a top five, a conditional first round pick that the Sabres would offer. And then choose one of the first round prospects that is not played yet in the NHL. So not Dylan Cousins, not Jack Quinn. I know he's a second round pick, but not JJ Paterka. Look at the trio that you've drafted in the last two years that I wouldn't even include Matthew Savoy. Savoy might be a little too high for me because top 10 pick. And I know he's having a little bit of a down year to start in the WHL. I would not trade Matthew Savoy. One of Noah Oslin, 16th overall pick by the Sabres this past draft. Yuri Kulich, who was drafted later in the first round this past draft than Oslin. And Isaac Rosine, who was drafted 14th overall with the pick the Sabres got for Rasmus Ristolainen two years ago in the NHL draft. He is now in Rochester. One of those three. Oslin, Kulich, or Rosine, plus a conditional first-round pick. That, for me, is about the extent I would go. If they really, if there's a good market for Chikrin and you feel like, hey, we just need a little sweetener to put this over the top, then throw in one of those second, three second-round picks that you got. Uh, but I think the Sabres have the capital to be able to pull this off. They have the capital, really, to be able to outbid anybody. The Blue Jackets are reportedly in on this deal. And I guess the Blue Jackets could tell the Coyotes, hey, we'll make our first-round pick unprotected and we're worse than the Sabres. But I don't think that makes sense. I don't know why the Blue Jackets would do that. I don't think they would. I think the Sabres have the depth of prospects to get this deal done if they really want to do it. And they have the picks that they can get this done if they really want to do it. And I, my final judgment on this trade, my synopsis on this trade, is it's a good idea. It's a really good idea, and I don't see much flaw with it. The contract is nice. The age fits perfectly in what the Sabres are building right now. It's not like they're trading for a 30-year-old to make this season be the year that that's a, that player is a, con- a contributor. 24, like you should get many, many years out of this guy being a big-time player for you. Um, and also, it's time to get good. 
and the, the, the Red Wings, who the Sabres play on Wednesday night, coincidentally, they have passed the Sabres in their rebuild. They have. They have made signings that make it so that they have jumped ahead of the Sabres. They spent money. They made trades in the offseason on veteran players to surround their young core of Lucas Raymond and um, oh Moritz Sider to surround them with the pieces they need to get good right now. And now they're sitting in a playoff spot. They're the number one wildcard team after a quarter of the season. And also, by the way, they hit on their goaltending. They traded for Billy Huso's negotiating rights. They gave him a big contract. And, oh, look, he's really good. They solved their goaltending just like that. Something the Sabres haven't been able to do in a decade. So the Red Wings have passed you. And they've done it through veterans. And they've done it not through old veterans, but, like, the younger veterans. And that's what Chikrin is. Chikrin fits the age range while making the Sabres better right now. And... To me, that is the perfect type of trade for what they should want and for what the stage of the rebuild is. So I'm a yes. I'm a yes on the Jacob Chickering trade. Let me know if you are too, if you want to reply in the YouTube comments, if you want to send me a tweet at Sneaky Joe Sports or at Locked on Sabres. Uh, enjoy Sabres and Red Wings, uh, or if, hopefully it went well. If, you already, if you're if you listening to this after the game is over, we'll talk about it on our next episode. So that's going to do it though for us here on Locked on Sabres. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And again, be sure to make your second listen, Locked on Sports today from the biggest games, the instant reactions, big game reactions, caps the take of the day it's available on the odyssey app youtube or wherever you get your podcast talk to you next time here on the lockdown savers podcast with joe dibiase